chapter two part one of smoke baloo by jack london this librivox recording is in the public domain the meat half the time the wind blew a gale and smoke baloo staggered against it along the beach in the grey of dawn a dozen boats were being loaded with the precious outfits packed across chill coot they were clumsy homemade boats put together by men who were not boat builders out of planks they had sawed by hand from green spruce trees one boat already loaded was just starting and kit paused to watch the wind which was fair down the lake here blew in squarely on the beach kicking up a nasty sea in the shallows the men of the departing boat waded in high rubber boots as they shoved it out toward deeper water twice they did this clambering aboard and failing to row clear the boat was swept back and grounded kit noticed that the spray on the sides of the boat quickly turned to ice the third attempt was a partial success the last two men to climb in were wet to their waists but the boat was afloat they struggled awkwardly at the heavy oars and slowly worked off shore then they hoisted a sail made of blankets had it carry away in a gust and were swept a third time back on the freezing beach kit grinned to himself and went on this was what he must expect to encounter for he too in his new role of gentleman's man was to start from the beach in a similar boat that very day everywhere men were at work and at work desperately for the closing down of winter was so imminent that it was a gamble whether or not they would get across the great chain of lakes before the freeze-up yet when kit arrived at the tent of messrs sprague and stein he did not find them stirring by a fire under the shelter of a tarpaulin squatted a short thick man smoking a brown paper cigarette hello he said are you mr sprague's new man as kit nodded he thought he had noted a shade of emphasis on the mister and the man and he was sure of a hint of a twinkle in the corner of the eye well i'm doc stein's man the other went on i'm five feet two inches long and my name's shorty jack short for short and sometimes known as johnny on the spot kit put out his hand and shook were you raised on bear meat he queried sure was the answer though my first feedin was buffalo milk as near as i can remember sit down and have some grub the bosses ain't turned out yet and despite the one breakfast kit sat down under the tarpaulin and ate a second breakfast thrice as hearty the heavy purging toil of weeks had given him the stomach and appetite of a wolf he could eat anything in any quantity and be unaware that he possessed a digestion shorty he found voluble and pessimistic and from him he received surprising tips concerning their bosses and ominous forecasts of the expedition thomas stanley sprague was a budding mining engineer and the son of a millionaire dr adolph stein was also the son of a wealthy father and through their fathers both had been backed by an investing syndicate in the klondike adventure oh they're sure made of money shorty expounded when they hit the beach at dyea freight was seventy cents but no indians there was a party from eastern oregon 
real miners that had managed to get a team of indians together at seventy cents indians had the straps on the outfit three thousand pounds of it when along comes sprague and stein they offered eighty cents and ninety and at a dollar a pound the indians jumped the contract and took off their straps sprague and stein came through though it cost them three thousand and the organ bunch is still on the beach they won't get through till next year oh they are real hummers your boss and mine when it comes to sheddin the mazuma and never mindin other folks feelins what did they do when they hit linderman the carpenters was just putting in the last licks on a boat they'd contracted to a frisco bunch for six hundred sprague and stein slipped em an even thousand and they jumped their contract it's a good-looking boat but it's jiggered the other bunch they've got their outfit right here but no boat and they're stuck for next year have another cup of coffee and take it from me that i wouldn't travel with no such outfit if i didn't want to get to klondike so blame bad they ain't hearted right they'd take the grape off the door of a house in morning if they needed it in their business did you sign a contract kit shook his head then i'm sorry for you pardner they ain't no grub in the country and they'll drop you cold as soon as they hit dawson men are going to starve there this winter they agreed kit began verbal shorty snapped him short it's your say so against theirs that's all well anyway what's your name pardner call me smoke said kit well smoke you'll have a run for your verbal contract just the same this is a plain sample of what to expect they can sure shed mazuma but they can't work or turn out of bed in the morning we should have been loaded and started an hour ago it's you and me for the big work pretty soon you'll hear em shoutin for their coffee in bed mind you and them grown men what do you know about boatin on the water i'm a cowman and a prospector but i'm sure tender-footed on water and they don't know punkins what do you know search me kit answered snuggling in closer under the tarpaulin as the snow whirled before a fiercer gust i haven't been on a small boat since a boy but i guess we can learn a corner of the tarpaulin tore loose and shorty received a jet of driven snow down the back of his neck oh we can learn all right he muttered wrathfully sure we can a child can learn but it's dollars to doughnuts we don't even get started to-day it was eight o'clock when the call for coffee came from the tent and nearly nine before the two employers emerged hello said sprague a rosy-cheeked well-fed young man of twenty-five time we made a start shorty you and here he glanced interrogatively at kit i didn't quite catch your name last evening smoke well shorter you and mr smoke had better begin loading the boat plain smoke cut out the mister kit suggested sprague nodded curtly and strolled away among the tents to be followed by dr stein a slender pallid young man shorty looked significantly at his companion over a ton and a half of outfit and they won't lend a hand you'll see i guess it's because we're paid to do the work kit answered cheerfully and we might as well buck in to move three thousand pounds on the shoulders a hundred yards was no slight task and to do it in half a gale slushing through the snow in heavy rubber boots was exhausting 
in addition there was the taking down of the tent and the packing of small camp equipage then came the loading as the boat settled it had to be shoved farther and farther out increasing the distance they had to wade by two o'clock it had all been accomplished and kit despite his two breakfasts was weak with the faintness of hunger his knees were shaking under him shorty in similar predicament foraged through the pots and pans and drew forth a big pot of cold boiled beans in which were embedded large chunks of bacon there was only one spoon a long-handled one and they dipped turn and turn about into the pot kit was filled with an immense certitude that in all his life he had never tasted anything so good lord man he mumbled between chews i never knew what appetite was till i hit the trail sprague and stein arrived in the midst of this pleasant occupation what's the delay sprague complained aren't we ever going to get started shorty dipped in turn and passed the spoon to kit nor did either speak till the pot was empty and the bottom scraped of course we ain't been doing nothing shorty said wiping his mouth with the back of his hand we ain't been doing nothing at all and of course you ain't had nothing to eat it was sure careless of me yes yes stein said quickly we ate at one of the tents friends of ours thought so shorty grunted but now that you're finished let us get started sprague urged there's the boat said shorty she's sure loaded now just how might you be going about to get started by climbing aboard and shoving off come on they waded out and the employers got on board while kit and shorty shoved clear when the waves lapped the tops of their boots they clambered in the other two men were not prepared with the oars and the boat swept back and grounded half a dozen times with a great expenditure of energy this was repeated shorty sat down disconsolately on the gunwale took a chew of tobacco and questioned the universe while kit bailed the boat and the other two exchanged unkind remarks if you'll take my orders i'll get her off sprague finally said the attempt was well intended but before he could clamber on board he was wet to the waist we've got to camp and build a fire he said as the boat grounded again i'm freezing don't be afraid of a wetting stein sneered other men have gone off to-day wetter than you now i'm going to take her out this time it was he who got the wedding and who announced with chattering teeth the need of a fire a little splash like that sprague chattered spitefully we'll go on shorty dig out my clothes bag and make a fire the other commanded you'll do nothing of the sort sprague cried shorty looked from one to the other expectorated but did not move he's working for me and i guess he obeys my orders stein retorted shorty take that bag ashore shorty obeyed and sprague shivered in the boat kit having received no orders remained inactive glad of the rest a boat divided against itself won't float he soliloquized what's that sprague snarled at him talking to myself habit of mine he answered his employer favored him with a hard look and sulked several minutes longer than he surrendered get out my bag smoke he ordered and lend a hand with that fire we won't get off till morning now next day the gale still blew lake linderman was no more than a narrow mountain gorge filled with water sweeping down from the mountains through this funnel the wind was irregular blowing great guns at times and at other times dwindling to a strong breeze if you give me a shot at it i think i can get her off kit said when all was ready for the start what do you know about it stein snapped at him search me kit answered and subsided it was the first time he had worked for wages in his life but he was learning the discipline of it fast 
obediently and cheerfully he joined in various vain efforts to get clear of the beach how would you go about it sprague finally half panted half winded him sit down and get a good rest till a lull comes in the wind and then buck in for all we're worth simple as the idea was he had been the first to evolve it the first time it was applied it worked and they hoisted a blanket to the mast and sped down the lake stein and sprague immediately became cheerful shorty despite his chronic pessimism was always cheerful and kit was too interested to be otherwise sprague struggled with the steering sweep for a quarter of an hour and then looked appealingly at kit who relieved him my arms are fairly broken with the strain of it sprague muttered apologetically you never ate bear meat did you kit asked sympathetically what the devil do you mean oh nothing i was just wondering but behind his employer's back kit caught the approving grin of shorty who had already caught the whim of his metaphor kit steered the length of linderman displaying an aptitude that caused both young men of money and disinclination for work to name him boat steerer shorty was no less pleased and volunteered to continue cooking and leave the boat work to the other between linderman and lake bennett was a portage the boat lightly loaded was lying down the small but violent connecting stream and here kit learned a vast deal more about boats and water but when it came to packing the outfit stein and sprague disappeared and their men spent two days of back-breaking toil in getting the outfit across and this was the history of many miserable days of the trip kit and shorty working to exhaustion while their masters toiled not and demanded to be waited upon but the iron-bound arctic winter continued to close down and they were held back by numerous and unavoidable delays at windy arm stein arbitrarily dispossessed kit of the steering sweep and within the hour wrecked the boat on a wave-beaten lee shore two days were lost here in making repairs and the morning of the fresh start as they came down to embark on stern and bow in large letters was charcoaled the chachaco kit grinned at the appropriateness of the invidious word huh said shorty when accused by stein i can sure read and spell and i know that chuchaco means tenderfoot but my education never went high enough to learn me to spell a jaw-breaker like that both employees looked daggers at kit for the insult rankled nor did he mention that the night before shorty had besought him for the spelling of that particular word that's most as bad as your bear meat slam adam shorty confided later kit chuckled along with the continuous discovery of his own powers had come an ever-increasing disapproval of the two masters it was not so much irritation which was always present as disgust he had got his taste of the meat and liked it but they were teaching him how not to eat it privily he thanked god that he was not made as they he came to dislike them to a degree that bordered on hatred their malingering bothered him less than their helpless inefficiency somewhere in him old isaac Ballou and all the rest of the hardy Ballous were making good shorty he said one day in the usual delay of getting started i could almost fetch them a rap over the head with an oar and bury them in the river same here shorty agreed they're not meat-eaters they're fish-eaters and they sure stink they came to the rapids first the box canyon and several miles below the white horse the box canyon was adequately named it was a box a trap once in it the only way out was through on either side arose perpendicular walls of rock 
the river narrowed to a fraction of its width and roared through this gloomy passage in a madness of motion that heaped the water in the centre into a ridge fully eight feet higher than at the rocky sides this ridge in turn was crested with stiff upstanding waves that curled over yet remained each in its unvarying place the canyon was well feared for it had collected its toll of dead from the passing gold rushes tying to the bank above where lay a score of other anxious boats kit and his companions went ahead on foot to investigate they crept to the brink and gazed down at the swirl of water sprague drew back shuddering my god he exclaimed a swimmer hasn't a chance in that shorty touched kit significantly with his elbow and said in an undertone cold feet dollars to doughnuts they don't go through kit scarcely heard from the beginning of the boat trip he had been learning the stubbornness and inconceivable viciousness of the elements and this glimpse of what was below him acted as a challenge we've got to ride that ridge he said if we get off it we'll hit the walls and never know what hit us was shorty's verdict can you swim smoke i'd wish i couldn't if anything went wrong in there that's what i say a stranger standing alongside and peering down into the canyon said mournfully and i wish i were through it i wouldn't sell my chance to go through kit answered he spoke honestly but it was with the idea of heartening the man he turned to go back to the boat are you going to tackle it the man asked kit nodded i wish i could get the courage too the other confessed i've been here for hours the longer i look the more afraid i am i'm not a boatman and i have with me only my nephew who is a young boy and my wife if you get through safely will you run my boat through kit looked at shorty who delayed to answer he's got his wife with him kit suggested nor had he mistaken his man sure shorty affirmed it was just what i was stopping to think about i knew there was some reason i ought to do it again they turned to go but sprague and stein made no movement good luck smoke sprague called to him i'll er he hesitated i'll just stay here and watch you we need three men in the boat two at the oars and one at the steering sweep kit said quietly sprague looked at stein i'm damned if i do said that gentleman if you're not afraid to stand here and look on i'm not who's afraid sprague demanded hotly stein retorted in kind and their two men left them in the thick of a squabble we can do without them kit said to shorty you take the bow with a paddle and i'll handle the steering sweep all you'll have to do is just to help keep her straight once we're started you won't be able to hear me so just keep on keeping her straight they cast off the boat and worked out to middle in the quickening current from the canyon came an ever-growing roar the river sucked into the entrance with the smoothness of molten glass and here as the darkening walls received them shorty took a chew of tobacco and dipped his paddle the boat leaped on the first crests of the ridge and they were deafened by the uproar of wild water that reverberated from the narrow walls and multiplied itself they were half smothered with flying spray at times kit could not see his comrade at the bow it was only a matter of two minutes in which time they rode the ridge three-quarters of a mile and emerged in safety and tied to the bank in the eddy below shorty emptied his mouth of tobacco juice he had forgotten to spit and spoke that was bear meat he exulted the real bear meat say we won a few didn't we smoke i don't mind telling you in confidence that before we started i was the gosh dangdest scaredest man this side of the rocky mountains 
now i'm a bear eater come on and we'll run that other boat through midway back on foot they encountered their employers who had watched the passage from above there comes the fish eaters said shorty keep to windward after running the stranger's boat through whose name proved to be breck kit and shorty met his wife a slender girlish woman whose blue eyes were moist with gratitude breck himself tried to hand kit fifty dollars and then attempted it on shorty stranger was the latter's rejection i come into this country to make money out o the ground and not out o my feller critters breck rummaged in his boat and produced a demijohn of whisky shorty's hand half went out to it and stopped abruptly he shook his head there's that blamed white horse right below and they say it's worse than the box i reckon i don't dast tackle any lightning several miles below they ran in to the bank and all four walked down to look at the bad water end of chapter two part one